The Old Testament reading is taken from the book of Joshua, uh, in chapter 1, and verses 1 to 11. And the passage is headed, The Lord Commands Joshua. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' assistant, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now then, you and all these people, get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land I'm about to give to them, to the Israelites. I will give you every place where you set your foot, as I promised Moses. Your territory will extend from the desert to Lebanon, and from the great river Euphrates, all the Hittite country, to the great sea on the west. No one will be able to stand up against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you, nor forsake you. Be strong and courageous, because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their forefathers to give them. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn it from the left or from the right, that you may be successful wherever you go. Do not let this book of the law depart from your mouth. Meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be terrified. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. So Joshua ordered the officers of the people, Go through the camp and tell the people, Get your supplies ready. Three days from now you will cross the Jordan here to go in and take possession of the land the Lord your God is giving you for your own. The New Testament reading is taken from Hebrews chapter 13, and reading from verse 1 to verse 8. And the passage is headed, concluding exhortations. Keep on loving each other as brothers. Do not forget to entertain strangers, for by doing so, some people have entertained angels without knowing it. Remember those in prison, as if you were their fellow prisoners, and those who are ill-treated, as if you yourselves were suffering. Marriage should be honoured by all, and the marriage bed kept pure, for God will judge the adulterer and all the sexually immoral. Keep your lives free from the love of money, and be content with what you have, because God has said, Never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. So be saying with confidence, The Lord is my helper, I will not be afraid. What can man do to me? Remember your leaders who spoke the word of God to you. Consider the outcome of their way of life and imitate their faith. Jesus Christ is the same today, yesterday, and today, and forever. Thanks be to God for his word. Anyway, it's good to be back. And what I love is to see people sitting down like in a senior face where we can stand together and to verbalize our praise and love to God when we come and we say, this is great. This really is great. How many of you have done the jigsaw puzzles? Have you all done the jigsaw puzzle? 
second one was the one of a Scottish bagpipe band. That may be because my mother was Scottish. She was a Glaswegian lass. And it wasn't a small one, it was a 5,000 piece puzzle. Now, those that have done crosswords know that a 5,000 piece was a challenge. And I used to, mom used to get it and put it all out, and she'd get them all the right way out. And I used to look at it and say, this is godly done. This is impossible to do this. But my mom would sit in the tickets there, she'd get all the edges, do the band up there, and then, then she would progress and carry on a basic, come down, and she'll complete it. And then she'd come with her and put it back in the box. I'm not too sure what the aim of a jigsaw puzzle is, besides testing one's patience. <laughs> well, I used to look at it and ask, it's never been done. But my mom knew that she would finish it because she had done it before. And then I began, if she didn't want too much stress, she would take out a 500 or 1,000 piece, but she really enjoyed this one. And she knew that she would finish it. And sometimes, I think what it is, is that we need to remember what's happened and the successes that we've had, that we can move forward. Now, I've given the title today is, How Big Is Your God? Because I wanted a positive title of it to be in there. Because I could have put in there, How Big Are Your Giants and How Big Is Your Mountain? I don't know about you, but if I watch, when I watch the news, and I don't watch it too often this day, my stress levels can't take it, is I try and look for the positives that come out of it. And nine times out of ten, there is nothing. And we need to change that and to look at things from a positive point of view. It's like, well, she came down, look at me. She knew she could do it because she had done it before. People of Israel, and I, I often speak of the journey out of Egypt into the Promised Land because there is so much that we can learn. Now, these are the people that have been released from slavery, taken through a Red Sea. Watch the Egyptian army destroy completely. Now, we can look at that and say, well, these people should have known God's on their side. I mean, he's following them with a cloud by, with a cloud by day to keep them cool, fire at night so they can see and keep them warm. He gives them food, gives them meat. One would think that they would have trust God and see, yes, this is the God who can do things. Then he said to me, he said, that took me, he said, I'm going to give you the promised land. And he sent in the 12 spies to go and have a look. But when they came back, we discovered that 10 of them worked for the BBC. <laughs> because they were so negative that they saw the good things, but they only reported the negatives. And then we had two, I'm not too sure which station they were for, I haven't found that one yet. But they came 
and they produce the positives. And they said, yes, there are problems there, but God's going to give us. But look at this, they focused on the positive. But the people said, no, we're not going in. And as a result, they never entered the promised land. They went wandering around the mountain. <laughs> These are the people that had seen God deliver them. They had seen miracles. But yet, to go and take a promised land, promised that you look at it and say, no, there's, there's problems there. Have you seen the giants there? There's giants there. There's problems there. We, 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 you know, we're not going to go and do that. And I think sometimes what it is, is we forget how big God is when He gives us a promise. And what I like about this passage from Joshua is how God explains to Joshua and we look there in verse 5, he says, No one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I'll be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. God does not give us a promise. And it's say, Oh, you go. I'll see you at the other end. You know, it's like when people go for a marathon, and I'll never forget one friend of mine, uh, and it's going back many years. He was uh, an SAS, he was in the SAS club, this is in Zimbabwe. And one night at a party, we were making much merriment. He wasn't, he was on a Coke, Coca-Cola, Coca-Cola. <laughs> and, and he said, tomorrow morning I'm running the marathon. I said, I'm great for you. I said, I've got a car, I don't need to run, I'll drive. He said to me, but will you come in second? I said, I'm not going to run. He said, no, no, you come there just every now and again. You stop and just give me some water. Because they don't have that. In those days, they didn't have water boards like you have these days, you know. You go to the beginning and say, cheers, now we'll see you at the end. God doesn't do that. He provides water points and he's with you. Billy was not my greatest friend that day because I used to stop, go with him, run with him with a water bottle, and he used to make me run more than 100 yards. <laughs> Bear in mind, I've been partying the night before. Bless him. <laughs> God provides everything we need, like you have today. There's always people following you. I don't know if you've watched uh, cycle races. There seems to be so many of cycle races that we've got. Sky Sport is it's continuous. Uh, we need to buy them some cars. But anyway, but they, they go there, they always have someone as a backup. There's always a car behind them with the technical, medical, everything. So something happened there, there. And God is very much like that. He's always behind us, He's with us. We have given, He's been given us the ability.
Sometimes there's provisions, but the provisions are being placed ahead. And we need to progress to get there, to pick up the provisions to take us to the next point. It's a picture that God gave me many years, many years back. Of It's like a journey through the desert. There is a road that goes from oasis to oasis. And if you stick on that road and you follow it, you get to the oasis to refresh, to get to the next one. If you go on your own path, you can tend to get lost and one can then perish in the desert. Now, I think Joshua realized that this was not going to be an easy journey. And God was very clear. In verse 6 he says, Be strong and courageous, because you will lead these people to inherit the land that's for them. Be strong and very courageous. Now by now, if God is saying something, I would now be thinking, hang on, this, 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 this isn't going to be a little problem. Be careful to obey the laws of my servant. Do not turn from the forever right. He's giving guidance. You need to just keep on the road that I give you. Don't find your own way. Stick with my way. And then in verse 9 he said, Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. How's this for a fire pep talk? But then he says, For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. In other words, he's warning Joshua that there is going to be Giants to be slain and mountains to be moved. But don't worry. I will be with you. And we will slay those giants and we will move those mountains. Just be courageous and to move forward. And I like to say it verse 11. Go on and take possession of the land your God is giving you for your own. Sometimes when we think God says, I'm going to give you this, we just think, oh, that's so far, we just go and we receive it and there's nothing to go through. Unfortunately, there's sometimes there are giants and mountains in the way. And the blessings from God's promise fully manifests itself once we have slain the giants, moved the mountains, and got to the place where God is. And I believe we're in such times now. Where we have, and I've heard, I don't know, people talking about the new wave, the harvest wave, the wave of the outpouring. There's a new wave that are coming and we're currently in the beginning. But there are going to be obstacles that we have to overcome. There are going to be giants that we need to slay. And there are mountains that are going to have to be moved. <laughs> we just dream of the day when the harvest starts to come, when the people start coming into the kingdom in their droves, like we have never seen 
or even imagined. We want to get there now. We ask God for transportation. You just take us there. Just not go through the mountains. Just not go and slay the giants. Often God takes us on a journey through these times not to discourage us but that we can find out within ourselves what God has placed in us because many of us don't really realize the potential that we have because of the indwelling of the Holy Spirit and the resources that God has placed within us. And sometimes we need to face a few giants and we will realize what God is in us. We will start to realize how big our God really is. We have seen over this, I've seen over this last, what's it, 18 months, whatever it is, 20 months, that people have become more aware of the giants, of the mountains, of the potholes in the road, than they are of how big God and that is a dangerous, dangerous situation to get into. I know it was a trap that I found myself falling into. And God said to me, none of this has caught me by surprise. But I want to teach my people in this time. This is a time when they need to come to me. And I look at some of the the songs that we sung today, and I thought to myself, I could just put them down and just, there's my preaching. Jesus, 
Sometimes we look at that and scream, how can we ever reach them? This is not going to happen. It is like looking at that 5,000 piece jigsaw puzzle and say, how are we ever going to get it? Because we know the Scottish band, and always, you know, men and men in script, and we'll say, beware of men and men in script. I mean, what, the, the amount of pieces that, were, in my eyes, were identical was unreal. How is this ever going to be possible? But yet, it is. And it's the same as reaching out into the people. We just need to be strong and courageous. And just think, can you imagine what this would be like? Overflowing three services a day because we can't fit enough people there. The joy that comes from it, seeing families restored, people being set free, was coming to Jesus as the beginning of a new life. And we need to never stop at the acceptance of Jesus as our Savior. We need to progress on from it to get the healing. Dean and I were discussing uh, a while back the whole aspect of inner healing. And when we became Christians, we, there was no such thing as inner healing. You've come to Jesus, that's it, you know, you sort of, you know, you, you made, you made, you, you've arrived. But that's the beginning. And we missed out on so many of God's blessings because we have a world prepared to take it and overcome. And God comes and teaches us and restores us. So we, as we take the promised land, as we come along, as we destroy the walls of Jericho, just by going around and singing with praise. Praise destroys mountains. It shatters walls. It sends the enemies fleeing. <laughs> I forget which is my apologies there, but it's, it's, it's the gray hair. It's an excuse. Of where they came along and sounded bugles and started singing, and the enemy went in total chaos and confusion and fighting and killed themselves. Praise can destroy armies. We need to praise God. He is the victorious one. When we go into battle, we go in there with the power by the Holy Spirit, surrounded by the angels, the armies of God fight for you and with you. You will be surprised, but I'm sure if you look back, there will be times in your life when you will look and say, there must have been angels involved in that battle. God does not send you on a lone mission. He sends backup to ensure that as you walk forward, in courage and in faithfulness and in memory who he is, that you will receive victory. God gives us a blessing, but sometimes there's a journey involved. And we have to move. We have to walk. Because he said us that because there are giants that need to be slain. So that other people can realize and see the power of God, that God loves them, that He's removing them. And I believe that there are two things.
God wanted me to highlight today. Two areas of danger that we see in the world. In Catsify Ministries, we used to do what we used to call leaders training. It was a week, five day intensive conference coming, teaching and interviewing. And one of the sessions is what we call walking in the light. Where you'd have a ministry team who would go around all on the on the earth and people would come to whoever they want, go to them and come and just bring a confession and open up something that they were struggling with so that we could pray with them in that. And you know what one of the main issues that we found it was more than 50% was issues of the sexual nature. And this is from everyone. From people down, normal people, we even had ministers coming down. Now what, when I say sexual, I'm not talking about people raping people, coming down with pornography. Some of them there, they said they struggle when they walk in and they see, see a young woman or they just they struggle to keep their mind in control. Watching TV and see things. It's a battle for them. And they know they need to try and come down. And that is one of the issues, one of the main issues that we have in this world. When you look at majority of the senior leaders that fall, they fall because of sexual But we are not to judge them. It's very clear. God will judge the adulterer. We are here to pray for them. That is one of the giants that is roaming this world today. And that is the one who wants to destroy the family unit. I believe that is one of the biggest dangers that we're facing today is the destruction of the family unit. We're looking at things now where a woman doesn't need a, she doesn't, the children will be fathers, you know, they're looking to come and creating, not looking for discrimination, creating them in the land of the world. We do not need a family unit. God is the only one, He is the Father and Lord, He is the Turtle, He is all. Now, I don't want to say single family, single parent family don't do a good job. They do the best that they can. I have seen some people who raise their, their children on their own and have done a brilliant job. And I admire them for that. Some of them is because they have choices. But we need, there are things like my two daughters, there are things that I could give them and the things that Jean could give them, that I couldn't give them, and what I gave them, Jean couldn't. The Father comes and wants to give them, bring us together as a unit. That's why as a church, we need to represent a body, a family, where we care for each other, where we want to be united, where we want to be together. A church that is together, where we look out for each other, 
where we assist him where we can, we help, and we work together as a body. That is going to be the church. He's going to be the strong one. That is the one that's going to impact society. That is the one that's going to bring in, bring in the harvest. Because they're united. And the, and the energy, the gifting, their anointing is to reach out to bring in the harvest. And family unit need to come together. And the other one is money. Now, we hear people say, money is the root of all evil. Nothing, 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 uh, read the scripture. It's the love of money. Money in itself is not evil. I just want to release anyone from that. It's not evil. The love of it is an issue. I'm, I've heard this money. I'm going to hang on to it. God, don't tell me I need to give it to church. Now, I've, I've, I've sweated to give this. We need to remember. We need to give As God does. To be strong. Be strong and courageous. God will bless you. Don't be frightened by a couple of little giants or a few little mountains. Please don't be frightened by it. I want you, in closing, before I run out of time, I'll tell her I, tell her I can go until 3 o'clock today. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> I want you, when you see a giant, or when you see a mountain, <coughs> I want you to look at it and say, my God is going to destroy you and I'm going to laugh. I'm going to praise my God and I want to see I want to see it. I am so eager to see how he's going to deal with you. You are going to be so sorry that you came against me because my God will destroy you. I'll give you a tip. Disappear now before it gets worse. We need to look at that. We need to be positive and say, go. We don't have to do it. God will do it. He might ask us to do something. He might ask us like David to pick up a stone and to throw it. He will direct the stone to where it's going to go. When you sit there and look at something, you know what I'm The Holy Spirit give you. And He will give you a word. He will give you a command to break something. We just need to believe. Father, I just thank you that you are with us. That there is nothing that comes against us, you can't do it. Jesus, you won every single victory on the cross, and we thank you for that. We thank you, the Holy Spirit, who dwell with us to give us the strategy, the assurance that the Father in heaven is with us. And the army of angels are right there. For us, around us, behind us. We are not alone. Thank you for.